When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The transfer portal officially opening today. And uh, if you've been keeping up on Twitter, I feel like every time I refresh it, there's a new big name that's jumped in there. We've seen the Kyle McCords, the Dylan Gabriels, the the other quarterback out of Oregon State. DJU obviously entered in the transfer portal the other day. So many big names going in there. And obviously our focus being on South Carolina, where now we can officially say the likes of Juice Wells, the likes of Mitch Jeter, and all the ones that we heard about last week are officially pursuing other schools now. It, it kind of feels like National Signing Day, honestly. Like na- National Signing Day circa 10 years ago when it was like a huge thing. I was watching. When it was one day instead of two? Yeah, I was watching the own three um, live broadcast with, um, you know, some of those guys talking about it. And it's just information overload rolling in at all times. Some surprising entries uh, across the landscape. South Carolina, they kind of got theirs out of the way a little bit early, I feel like, with some of the more surprising names. We're going to get into what I've been calling healthy transfers at, at a later point. Cause I, I told I, people about that last week, Wes. Told them? I teased it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. About I, your, your, your whole, like, what is your doctrine. Yes. <laughs> it's an important conversation. Your, man, but, your manifesto. <laughs> by the way, did you all see Eli Drinkwitz? Yes. Yeah. Don't, I mean, don't don't make me like you, Eli. I was about to say, I'm not going to sit here and <laughs> give him too much credit. Um, the stand on business and then sprint away was pretty weird. But <laughs> but that was pretty funny. Uh, Eli saying that Connor Stallions was calling him. Uh, he had to go. But anyway, yeah, so there's guys bouncing around like crazy right now. You know, keep hearing people refer to the Wild West, and some of that is exaggerated, I think, when it comes to, like, NIL. But this is not exaggerated. I mean, you've, you've got you've got starters at, at major programs transferring out. And I, I do think it's a little bit of a reminder. You, you don't have to like it by any means, but it's a little bit of a reminder to South Carolina fans of, hey, this is going on everywhere. And, um, you know, South Carolina's just kind of leaked out a, a little bit early last week, whereas some of these guys waited until today before the information started to come out. Yeah, I mean, you've got, like, Dylan Gabriel, right? Kyle McCord. Like, these are guys at not just any program. Ah, these Lee. are blue blood programs who had very good seasons. McCord was 11-1 and one as a starter 11 this and one year. 11-1 as a starter. Threw for, Dylan, like, 3,000 yards. Dylan Gabriel, ha- yes, he has Jackson Arnold, who was a super – this year, freshman behind him who got some playing time. You know, I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know the reasons for it. Sure. But it does illustrate, like, I think we tend to sometimes get in a local bubble and kind of fall into the, fall victim to the thought of, this is the only place where this stuff happens. Like, this is going to be happening everywhere. And if you need evidence of that, just just look at what's happening already this morning. Um, it, it is going to happen everywhere. And I think we also fall victim, guys, sometimes to, to looking at 
sheer numbers. And that's where Wes's like healthy transfer doctrine, as I'm going to coin it, is going to come in because you can, you know, like I saw somebody on Twitter this morning, and, and not trying to pick on anybody, but they're like Beamer's, Beamer's starting from scratch, you know, and it's like that takes it a little far, right? I mean, you, all not all transfers are in the same bucket as far as how how we look at them, how we assess them. Certainly, South Carolina is losing some numbers. Certainly, they're losing some players that have been impactful. But you have to kind of peel back the curtain and actually dive into to all of these and what they mean, too. Get, can we get into the healthy transfer yeah, thing? Yeah, I think it's a great time. Um, the sort of definition of healthy transfer, which I'm making up as we go, <laughs> I haven't, like, written this down or anything, it is essentially um, – healthy just means it, it can be a win-win for, for all sides. And a, a healthy transfer is – the, the type of transfers we saw well before the transfer portal even existed. And, you know, those just did it, it didn't get covered the way it does now. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, there are more of these because it's so easy to transfer. But, you know, I, I think when, when you look at South Carolina, and I, I don't want anybody to misinterpret that we're, like, spinning this. I, obviously, you lose a talent like Juice Wells, that hits. Like, that hurts you. That That's a guy who can go make plays for you. And, frankly, you know, they, um, th- they've they lacked enough of those guys. Like, they've had, you know, Leggett is your perfect example. You need receivers that can go win one-on-one battles. South Carolina had that in Leggett. And then, you know, they, they had some other guys that won some one-on-one battles, but not consistently enough. And, you know, you're a guy who I thought was probably in line for – a much bigger season potentially, Amarion Brown, he was banged up for much of the year. So you need more and more of those guys, right? So you lose – you're literally going out to the transfer portal looking for a Juice Wells. So, yes, that that stings. That hurts. Um, You know, and in no way is this a shot at anybody else that's transferring out. Could, could you use a, a Mitch Jeter for another year? Uh, of course, but yep. Mitch Jeter also – he he gave you a, a full normal career of eligibility, and he he graduated. So he, he only even had another year because of COVID, the COVID year. Yeah, so only th- that one I honestly didn't really get the the backlash on that one. I mean, he gave he gave you a full normal career. He wants to give it a shot somewhere else. I don't really have a problem with that, honestly. But I, I think there's the kind of the blowback on that of like he would have been the starter here anyway so it's, it's not like he I guess he was in threat of losing his job and especially for a kicker position like how much does where you're kicking at necessarily matter I, I guess is maybe the point that a lot of people bring up when it comes to Jeter yep yeah, my, my pushback would be um so what you're it's your life you've given the school you, you've graduated you've uh, you've went through your entire normal distance of eligibility maybe you just want to try something different for your final year of eligibility uh, you're a you're a graduate you you've missed what two three kicks your entire career <laughs> you've done your part so if you want to explore see what else is out there kind of have a hard time getting mad at you you know and and then i i think so not that i'm gonna sit here and line these guys up uh maybe not fair to them as far as order of of impact but you know then i th- you you do have some guys who have impacted this team 
but not what you would call, um, you know, a Juice Wells level impact. And that that's where I w- I think you throw in a make a Blake, mm-hmm. maybe a Kawan Banks. I, I you know I think Kawan Banks, who um, you know entered yesterday or announced he would enter yesterday. That's a situation where that's an example of it's harder and harder to build depth in the portal era. Um, but if you're Kawan Banks, you haven't redshirted. You've played your first two years, and COVID is not a factor anymore. So you, you've got two years of playing time left. Now, were, were, was there ever going to be a scenario where Kawan Banks was going to be the starter uh, and an impact starter on South Carolina's defense? I, I would probably say no. So for him, you know, you're look you're looking where where can I go be the guy? Where can I go be a starter? And I think for him, especially with somebody like Kilgore coming in and getting the amount of playing time that he's gotten this season, there's almost kind of that writing them on the wall, like, okay, this guy's already passed me. I'm gonna have a tough time getting on the field and who knows who else could come up and jump past me here in this next cycle or two. So him it it made a lot of sense. And you know, he got a decent amount of snaps on defense, even played, I think you know, 10 or 15 snaps against Clemson a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. But, like, I, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah, and he, he's playing because Kilgore uh, was banged up in the game. So th- those are your guys that would have been your, you know, he, you you never, I don't think, I don't think you encourage a Kawan Banks to enter the portal. Like, he, he's a guy that can be a rotational and special teams guy for his entire career at South Carolina. And you, you being South Carolina, are, are probably pretty happy with that. If you're Banks, though, you're saying, man, I really just want to go play and, and be the guy. So so you kind of get it. Omega Blake, to me, he's the guy that I most say, I, I would like to see what an Omega Blake with another year of experience could have been. I thought there were some things there to work with. Was he? Did he have a dominant year? No. Did he make some plays for you? Yes, he did. So, you know, I, I put him in that category of, um, is it necessarily what I call your healthy transfer? Maybe not. I think you're stretching the definition a little bit there. But with with pretty much, you know, a, a lot of these guys, it's okay. They want to play more, and they're being told, hey, you're probably not going to play much more next year. And then the year after, that might be tough too. And so if you want to go play, um, you know, I, I was talking to somebody – close to, to Felix Hickson. And they were like, look, we've, we've had a great experience at South Carolina. They are like, there, there's no bad blood whatsoever on either side. But we just want a chance to play. And so in, in those cases, I think when you start to see what Chris said, the sheer numbers, you look on Twitter, hey, this guy entered the portal, that guy entered the portal, this guy entered, you're like, what's going on? And then you start to add up the career games played in um you know for for a group of these guys and then it kind of makes a a lot more sense so you know I I think um I think we take the portal a little too personally to an extent um I I get why people are upset about Juice Wells I don't necessarily get how they've handled or I don't necessarily agree how some people have handled being upset with Juice Wells and there's also some misconceptions because um, quite frankly, there's not always going to be a full story publicly on all these things. And so when there's not a full story publicly, one will be invented and made up. It'll be, hey, uh, he, he hated this thing, or hey, it was just NIL, right? 
and and oftentimes there there's a full again not all of them are created equal so someone like juice his decision is going to be different than omega blake or landon sampson or or pick your guy and so uh you know when you look at i think i, I just counted it up so very unofficial tally the guys that are in the port or have indicated they will go in it's 13 guys right so you look at that if it was 13 guys who are three-year starters for you it's let's sound the alarm right sure but that's not exactly what we have here and i think there's an element too when you talk about a guy like juice and the a lot of rumors out there that you might end up going to texas and obviously texas a very prominent program in college football where his success is very much going to be public as the season goes along. Same thing with Marshawn Lloyd, you know, Jordan Burks' past season, Jaheim Bell down there at Florida State. They go to these big-name programs that are in the mix for the college football playoff and all that stuff where you can't ignore what they're doing. So if Juice Wells goes out there and has a 1,200-yard season with eight or ten touchdowns at Texas, that's going to be seen a lot. And it's something that you can't or can't, like, not – notice and you'd always wonder hey what what could that have been if he comes back to South Carolina for another year so I kind of understand the personal animosity that some people have there it's not saying it's right or wrong necessarily but I get where people are um people are coming from we'll dive more into what's going on with the transfer portal as it relates to South Carolina as the portal did open this morning and we'll keep an eye on it as the day goes along uh as the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs rolls along on the game and the 107.5 The Game app Firehouse subs, Tyler West and Chris along with you here on the game and the 107.5 The Game app. You can download the 107.5 The Game app in the App Store. Listen to us wherever you are. Keeping an eye on the transfer portal as it is going to continue to evolve as the day goes along. I think Yuva tweeted out a couple minutes ago. There's like 700 names already in the transfer portal after just a couple hours this morning. That number is going to continue to grow and grow. But it's not all about losses when it comes to South Carolina. We did have a nice announcement over the weekend last night, in fact, Talk Hemingway saying he is coming back. I know there's a lot of rumors and speculation that he might be one of the ones to leave in the transfer portal, but he did confirm last night he'll be returning for the 2024 season. Yeah, and obviously that that's good for South Carolina. And, you know, th- these are the guys now, you know, there was some some contemplation there as well for Tonka to go ahead and, you know, go for the NFL draft. And so I, I think, again, especially in today's age, man, that would be – not a healthy transfer, but a, you know, you, you just wish a guy well if he is moving on and, and going to the NFL. So, um, you know, there was definitely some contemplation there, but for South Carolina to get him back, you know, these are the guys you need to keep. And I, I think if you're South Carolina, um, a, a lot of fans got caught up, frankly, last week in a, a lot of the rumors that were out there about guys that were leaving. And obviously, Tonkid, it appears, did consider leaving but to, to keep him, um, you know, is an example of how you kind of do build some continuity within your program. And, you know, I, I think that South Carolina could be getting some more good news on, on guys like this. But uh, for, for Tonka, we've seen him. He's such a versatile guy for you that he can step in there. He can play three technique in your, your four-man look. He can play out on the outside and you're sometimes in your four-man look, but really fits in well as an outside guy in that three-man look. And also, he's a veteran. He's a guy who's been through SEC battles. He, um, you know, has some leadership qualities to him. And I think just um, if you look at today's era, keeping your Tonka Hemingway types in town, uh, you know, that that's what you're going to have to do if you're going to have any shot to build something special. Yeah, and, it, you know, 
these should be celebrated. That there'll, there'll be some more, I think, uh, announcements or things that leak out and get reported as far as more uh, players that are choosing to return. And you know, look, I, I've seen and I get it. Like I've I've seen some uh, lamentations over over Juice leaving and you know a lot of talk about NIL related to that but there are a few things to consider with NIL too right like Spencer Rattler shouldn't he be the poster child for the good side of NIL right like if South Carolina wasn't in position to where Spencer Rattler could have gotten you know a nice NIL deal last season he could have just gone pro sure you know and he was able to come back and 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 bake that into the equation of that decision and and by all indications that I've picked up it was it was a part of it right like it was very helpful that that was able to happen so you're able to retain a guy like him and for everyone saying well you know you got players doing this or doing that the year after they got an NIL deal look at how Spencer conducted himself you know he he got hit constantly, kept getting up, never complained, uh, answered every question, play, played his heart out, right? I mean, he did all those things. And so let's look at that, you know. And for guys like Tonka Hemingway, who could, if they wanted to enter the transfer portal, he would have a lot of options. He would have NIL options. Uh, he could go, from what I've heard, he could go the NFL draft route. And would he be a first-round pick, second-round pick? No, but he would be drafted. And when you're drafted, you do well for yourself financially, right? So we got to consider those things, too. You know, if you're going to point out the negatives um, in this new era, let's look at how it's also being used as a positive, you know, in some situations. Well, and I think there's been plenty of cases where there are guys that are kind of on that fence of like, and they get their draft grade back and like, hey, you'll be a fifth or sixth round guy. And it's like, okay. And come back to college, potentially rich, you know, risk getting hurt and maybe improve my draft stock a little bit or go ahead and go out there and, you know, start making money and hopefully I prove myself at the next level. And for a lot of those guys, it doesn't end up panning out. But the fact you have that ability to say, you know what, I'm going to come back to college, I'm going to try and improve my draft stock, and I'll still get a little bit uh, for being there, you know, through NIL and all that stuff. Like you said, that is one of the benefits of having that in place now where you don't just have a mass of guys saying, you know what, I just want to make some money and let me go to the NFL and see what happens. Yeah, I think it it opens up some opportunities there, it, and it really forces you not to make a uh, a decision based on other circumstances. I, I mean, you know, we we've seen guys, um, you know, we've seen guys that have kids on the way and have been able to support their family. And, and I think if you're kind of, I mean, if you're a borderline NFL guy for 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 every story, and I, I think for every story where hey, this guy was a late draft pick, busted his tail, found the right spot, kept developing, and was in the league for 10 years. For every story like that, there's dozens others of where, hey, this guy was a really good player in college, but the NFL is just a completely different game. And so, you know, I, I think if you have an opportunity to support your family or future family while still playing ball and playing it at a high level, th there are worse things in life to be then to be playing for an SEC school, getting free meals, free rent, and making some money. And and for some guys, and I'm not even talking about the millionaires, but still some guys are making pretty solid money compared to the rest of the world to come back and have everything taken care of. So that that's not a bad spot to be in. And um 
you know, I, I think sometimes you just you're, you're not quite ready to make that that big jump to the next level. Speaking of NIL, uh, checking the Garner Trust website, that uh, match of a million dollars, the current uh, amount they've raised so far uh, is one hundred and forty seven thousand seven hundred and six dollars. So that equates out to just shy of three hundred thousand dollars in total when you account for the match of up to a million they've gotten so far. And again, we're less than a week into this thing. So still about three weeks to go before that December 20th um, deadline. But sounds like so or looks like some good progress so far. That thing, uh, from what I've heard, is going to be growing pretty substantially here in the next few days, too. So I, th- I think they've been updating it, you know, maybe not every day, but every couple days. And so the, the possibilities there to get to a couple million dollars. Um, you know, I was, I was looking over some data. There were some things that came out on, uh, on X over the weekend that um, from Jason Belzer, who basically has a company that kind of runs some collectives at different schools and perform some of their services and things like that. And, you know, you look over the numbers, um, it's in the millions. I mean, if you're, if you're a power five school, you're needing to deploy some millions of dollars, right. For your athletics and for your football programs. So, um, you know, that again, we, we talked about it last week, but the million dollar match, that's a a big opportunity for South Carolina. I do think that number is going to continue to grow. It, you know, nowadays, hey, when do you when you see guys that have a chance to move on to the NFL or would have an opportunity to go into the transfer portal and uh, play at another big name program and develop and make themselves some money and things like that, like you you have to have that as part of your as part of your toolbox. While it's cool to be a millionaire, you don't have to have a million dollars to have a nice electronic setup at your home. Thanks to our friends over at Integrated Media. I mean, this guy's just. Knocking it out of the park today with the, the king of segways. Yes. Chris, they've been in my house. They've, they've been, been at house. your house. Yes, they have. They have not been at Segway King Tyler's house yet. I got to talk to my apartment complex first, but I'll work on it. <laughs> hey, whoever came next in your apartment, they could be feeling really, really nice if you had them set up <laughs> with uh, the old nine TV mounted on the wall <laughs> set up, watch every game that exists. Um, you know, even the... Uh, the uh, championship weekend this past week. There were games going on all at the same time. Would have been awesome to have an excellent setup from our friends at Integrated Media. Um, Pretty much whatever you can dream up from an audio-visual standpoint at your home or smart home features, Uh, you know, they they can help you with that. That could be extending your Wi-Fi. That could be running Ethernet throughout the home like they did for me. Um, You know, they they help set up Chris's old-school video game setup to where he could switch between them all. more ideas, go to integratedmediainc.com, or you can give them a call, 803-948-8320. Five, the game app. Of course, been talking about all the parts and pieces that South Carolina is going to be losing to the transfer portal. Of course, we are going to get some guys coming in from the transfer portal, and obviously the wide receiver spot is one that's definitely going to need some bodies added back to that room. And one name, maybe one that we saw here just a couple of weeks ago, Jaden McGowan, local guy from Lawrence, uh, been playing for Vanderbilt these past couple seasons, has received an offer from South Carolina. Offer is official. This is a guy we'd already mentioned to our Gamecock Central readers as a guy to watch. He announced last week that he was going to enter the portal. And, you know, we already sort of knew once that became official that South Carolina would likely make a move here. And uh, they have done that, officially offering 
It's a kid they were very aware of out of high school. A little bit undersized. That's really the only thing that uh, I would say held him back from from getting a bunch of offers out of high school. Camped with South Carolina. Was actually banged up the day that he was uh, camping here. So fate just kind of didn't work out for him as far as him being able to get out there and impress the staff. And uh, now an opportunity for him to come home. Uh, I uh, I don't want to say it's a lock, but I would say that South Carolina is in a really good spot here to, to get him back. Lots of mutual interest, um, you know, on both sides. I remember uh, Wes covering one of the summer camps, and McGowan came to camp uh, that particular year. When would that have been? 2021 summer, probably. And we were kind of monitoring, like, hey, South Carolina may offer him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just depending, and and he he is like you said, he's a smaller guy. He's five foot eight. He's put together well, but he he is smaller in terms of his stature. But he can fly. I mean, I remember watching him. Um, we were sitting there, and DeCarion Joiner and a Marion Brown, who obviously can really run, and some other guys were watching him, and they were like, "Woo!" You know, when he when he came flying by, I think he put on he put down somewhere in the four three range, uh, hand time that day, and he, so he's got legitimate speed. Um, he hasn't put up huge numbers at Vandy, but again, Vandy on offense, not been very good, unsettled quarterback situation, uh, but he has made some plays. No, he had a kickoff return for a touchdown earlier in the season too, so he could be a special teams guy for you. Really intriguing player and obviously a native of South Carolina. Well, and you mentioned uh, Miriam Brown right there. He sounds like the perfect guy that can maybe take up that slot position that he's leaving behind. Yeah, I think that's how he fits. Um, you know, they, they've got a kickoff return job that's going to be up for grabs you know punt return job you bring back Jalen Kilgore who who kind of took over that role late in the year but um you lose two of your other rotational guys at punt return so you know I think there's a special teams aspect overall team speed you'd be adding with this and you know I'll be honest they they gotta they gotta kind of rebuild this receiving room so I, I think you need what I would call like you need that true X receiver, that guy that is your your guy who can play on the outside, who the other team's going to put their their top cornerback on. You need an a Xavier Leggett. You need a Juice Wells. But also, you need to fill out the spots around that guy as well. And so they need a slack guy who has some speed, has some quickness, and it, it just makes too much sense. You've seen this guy be productive with less than stellar quarterback play and in the SEC as well. So uh, I think there are some advantages to being able to evaluate guys out of the portal. You've you've seen them play in your conference. You've seen them play in your division and, and get open and, and make plays. So to me, judging by what your needs are at the receiver position, this is kind of a no-brainer to go try to take him. And um, certainly seems like uh, South Carolina's well on their way to do that. I actually talked to Jalen maybe, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a half ago. No visit set up to South Carolina yet, but that, that's something I'd be keeping an eye on. I guess that's probably the next step for him. Yeah, you, you start looking, too, at the numbers for South Carolina. We, You know, we knew that wide receiver was going to be ju- juice wells or not. Uh, that was going to be a position they were going to hit the portal for. And so uh, Chris Mitchell, who's the kid from FIU who set their uh, single-season uh, receiving yardage record there last year. Uh, he has not indicated on social that he has an offer from South Carolina, but I don't think he's posting all his offers. He certainly has would have one or has one. 
and he's got a bunch of others. Went to Notre Dame this past weekend. Uh, so, you know, he's another one to watch. A Purdue receiver picked up an offer. Jamori Macklin from uh, North Texas, who began his career at Missouri, he picked up an offer. So you can kind of see just from a numbers standpoint, uh, the Gamecocks are, are dispensing some offers here for, for some guys, and we'll kind of see how, how the board shakes out. But McGowan definitely one that I, I imagine we'll be monitoring very heavily. On the defensive side of things, you know, already has a sibling on the roster, Gerald Kilgore from Tennessee Tech, defensive back, who is actually going to be making a visit to South Carolina this upcoming weekend. And obviously we had Jalen in, uh, in here with us last week in the Garnet Trust Hour. That would obviously be a, a very easy pull there if you're able to uh, end up getting him. Yeah, it would make a lot of sense. As someone who, um, one, one of my favorite things, uh, I think, in terms of going out and getting DBs, former quarterback, he has transitioned to the defensive side of the ball, took a red shirt last year at Tennessee Tech, but really came on strong the second half of this year, played a lot, and, um, you know, I, I, I think is a, a good, solid player. You look back, um, was maybe held held up a little bit just by the fact that, you know, he was a, a quarterback in high school. But this is a kid. I'm see if I can find the list here real quick. I was reading back. He was um, – out of high school, a state champion in track, region player of the year in baseball, and region player of the year in football. So, superb athlete who, um, again, was kind of one of those situations where he was playing uh, quarterback because he was the best athlete on the team. Didn't really have maybe a college future at quarterback, but has uh, made that transition to to playing defensive back and um you know, I actually think this would be a very under the like very underrated pickup potentially for South Carolina. You know, we we talk about hey, you lose a Kawan Banks, a guy who was a a rotational guy and a, and a backup in your defensive backfield. This could be somebody who could maybe step right in there and uh, and roll into one of those spots. Yeah, Nate Nate Atkins esque pickup. You know, different position, even a smaller school in Tennessee. Um, but yeah, this you you were telling me. West kind of reading off the impact that he made the back half of the season, which to me indicates that this is a guy playing a new role and kind of coming into his own. And especially in the transfer portal era, there are a lot of schools that when they're going out, it's getting towards the end of the recruiting process, the end of the recruiting cycle here in, you know, the month of December, early signing day, 16 days away, portal window open. Schools are going to be hyper-focused not on going out and saying, all right, let's see if we can unearth some hidden gem from high school, right? If you talk to a lot of high school coaches, a lot of high school coaches think that this is kind of hurting the late bloomer or the under-the-radar kid, which obviously Gerald Kilgore was coming out of high school. Uh, but what it does do is they, they may end up at smaller programs. They go through a year. They go through a couple years, start developing. And then when that transfer portal window does open – guys like Gerald Kilgore are going to get opportunities and um, obviously has uh, some good bloodlines in that family uh, with, with with how athletic both those guys are. So what would not be like the splashiest pickup from this portal season, but has every bit of the look of, of a good one. Absolutely. And again, we'll continue to keep an eye on everything going on with transfer portal, not only today, but as the, the week or so, goes along and seeing what action happens for South Carolina. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask Wes and Chris their thoughts on the controversy that was 
the college football playoff top four yesterday. We'll get into that coming up as we wrap up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs on the game and the 107.5 The Game app. I think in looking at it, and again, that, that, that was the decision, was Alabama at four. Florida State is a different team than they were through the first 11 weeks. Uh, Coach Norvell, their players, their fans, you know, uh, an incredible season. But as you look at who they are as a team right now, uh, without Jordan Travis, without the offensive dynamic that he brings to it, they are a different team. And, and the committee voted uh, Alabama four and Florida State five. Welcome back in Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs, Tyler, West, and Chris. Along with you for a few more minutes here on the game in the 107.5 The Game app for jumping into the halftime show with myself and Terry Ford. That was the voice of Boo Corrigan on the college football playoff selection show yesterday, giving the ultimate reason why they chose the final four that they chose. Of course, Alabama getting the last spot over undefeated ACC champion Florida State. And I've said this all morning long, there was really no right answer here they had to make a decision they made the decision that they made um where do you guys fall on either side of this yeah i mean they were put in a bad spot i think they were all sitting there hoping that louisville would would do them a favor you know i you you really just were stuck between should should you ever leave the sec out of the four-team playoff um versus hey they're undefeated you know, of course, talking about Florida State. And so no matter what they did, there was going to be such a backlash. But I, I just – I don't think leaving the SEC out was was ever an option, honestly. So then did it become – actually, was, was the real conversation Texas or Florida State, even though Texas was third? Um, yeah. I, I, there's, you're, you're not leaving the SEC champ out. You're not leaving the SEC champ out, but at the same time, what happens on the field has to matter, and there you can't leave Texas out if they beat Alabama head-to-head. I don't care if it happened nine weeks ago, ten weeks ago, whatever it may be. Like, that still has to matter. I do think that the ultimate, like, conversation probably did come down to FSU and Texas, but it's like, all right, well, if we put Alabama in, we have no choice but to put Texas in at that point. Yeah, and so, I mean, I, I do think it's pretty – Pretty interesting that you can go back and wasn't it the alliance? It was that, that would have that forced there not to be yep. an expanded playoff this year. Yep. Which you can go back and look, guys. The the prior all the prior fourteen playoffs, you really didn't have enough. You didn't even have enough deserving teams. Honestly, this sure. year there were. It's a little bit more of an even playing field where there's not just like a couple of elite elite teams. I think so. This, I mean, I, I saw uh, Alyssa Lang actually shared it, the uh, a picture of like what the board would look like for a twelve team. Yep. This year, oh my gosh, we're missing out. Yeah, we're missing out. Would have been fun. But Tyler, like you, so what you said though, and and I don't know fully where you stand on it. Yep. But you mentioned Texas beating Alabama, and that had to matter for something. Yep. And and. Far beat for me. I'm not sitting here being a, a Florida State defender, right? But you know, basically, it was your season did not matter either. Yeah, and and the and he mentioned the point there, and the whole narrative around Florida State is they're not the same team without Jordan Travis. Which I mean, offensively, they're not. They it's do true. not perform as well, and they were down to their third string quarterback and Brock Glenn this past weekend. And and my whole thing about this, we have to remember 
this is all a made-for-TV production at the end of the day. The reason we have a 14 playoff is because of television. The reason we're going to 12 is because of television. The reason conferences are disbanding and guys are mo- or programs are moving all around is because of television. There have been 27 college football playoff games between semifinals and the championship game in the nine years we've been doing this. 17 of those have been decided by three scores or more, basically blowouts for 66% of these games. The last thing they want is setting up what they probably know would be a potential blowout game in the first round between Michigan and Florida State in the Rose Bowl. Again, does that mean they should leave Florida State out? Not necessarily, because, again, they've checked all the boxes, done everything that's been asked of them. But, again, you kind of see the writing on the wall. This is how that game would likely go. You're getting a better matchup between Michigan and Alabama. They're never going to tell you that that's the reason they made that decision, but it definitely factors in there. They're, they're trying to avoid, what, what was it, 65 to 65 7? 65 to 7. I had honestly forgotten it was that bad. I knew it was, I knew it was bad. But. You forget that, but you also forget TCU and Michigan played a very entertaining semifinal game before to that that's true yeah but that gets glossed over because the national championship was such a boring game yeah i mean maybe georgia would have annihilated any any and all comers in that game i don't know if it would have been 65 7 but obviously they they were on one in that game but yeah i mean it it really is hard i mean you you if we're being realistic and and trying to be objective about this thing i mean it was a hard choice, sure. and you can make arguments on all different sides. There, there is no doubt that Florida State, without Jordan Travis, is not as good. If you take Jalen Milrow off of Alabama, we saw we've that. actually seen that. Yeah, we have. Not very, not very the, good. The week after the Texas loss. Not very good. Um, would they have gotten left out under those circumstances? That was an interesting it, experiment. Probably so, right? So, if you take Carson Beck off of Georgia— you know, if you take Michael Penix Jr. off Washington, like, you, you can go through this exercise. That's true. Also true that, I mean, they did what you – I mean, you can't do any better than they did yeah. from a wins and they, losses they won. standpoint. So, it, it's certainly unfortunate for them. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel for them. And, I mean, they had that, that camera on them at the watch party down there in Tallahassee. And, I mean, if you're Mike Norvell, I mean, what do you say to your team at that point? You literally did everything you were supposed to do. Well, and, and here's the thing. They, they did not get – they did not get put in this position, they being the committee, until the final year. But when you have a four-team playoff with, at the time, a power five, there was always the chance that this was going to happen at some point. And so I think it clearly demonstrates the need for for a bigger playoff. Unfortunately, um, it's not soon enough. And... Um, you know, I I would I, I know this is probably not likely, but if, th- if this was a movie, there would have been a last minute injunction or something to just expand the thing. You know, like, run into the courthouse. I've been watching too much Suits on Netflix, but <laughs> they would have had a TRO to. Um, My gosh, Wes, you're busting out injunction and TRO. I told you, I've been watching too much. Yeah, suits. yeah you really have. Um, there would have been a last minute TRO to keep the committee from announcing the four, and then we would have just had. An eight or something as a go-between. I mean, how fun would that have been? Absolutely. We would have had a very entertaining 14 playoff. I mean, I, you know, the team that was deemed the best in the country a week ago is now suddenly number six, and that's a whole other conversation on best versus most deserving and all that stuff. But they had to make a decision. They made the decision, and now we get the, the final 14 playoff with Alabama, Washington, uh, Michigan, and Texas. What is the uh, Georgia reaction 
for being left out. Like, uh, I, I, I can't it, feel that bad. Well, here's the thing is I was not expecting them to get put in. There was no feasible way that was going to happen based on the metrics that you have to do there. But do I think Georgia is one of the best four teams in the country? Yeah. yeah. But there was no way to get them in the playoff this year. So It was a win and you're in. Exactly. For the title. And next year will be a win and get a bye or lose and get a home game for the first round of the playoffs. So lots changing in college football, and we'll get there when we get there. But that'll do it for the day, today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs here on the game. Hey, switching can be super easy to switch and save on your insurance. All types of policies as well. And our friend Amy Mason Cup of Amy Mason Cup State Farm can help you do that. She can help you go over all of your current insurance policies, assess what type of coverage you have right now, and then here's an important part, what type you need for your family and for your individual needs, home, auto, business, boat, renters, life, all types of insurance. Amy Mason Cup State Farm can help you with it. She helped me and my family as well. They're ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood by switching and saving. 803-772-5554 is how you can get in touch with her or visit her website, amymasoncup.com. She's a South Carolina native. She's a local agent. And she and her team can give you a personalized quote to meet all of your insurance needs, make sure you have the right coverage at a great price, and help you save. That's amymasoncup.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply